0: Welcome to this episode of our Take 15 series. I'm Usman Hayat from CFA Institute and today I'm joined by Mr. Felix Zulaf who's a seasoned investor and started picking stocks as long back as 1968. And what I'll do in this video interview is I'll ask him certain questions so he can share with us the insights that he's gathered over a lifetime. So welcome Mr. Zulaf.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So let's start off by understanding your investment philosophy. Uh, How would you describe it?
1: Well, I'm basically a macro-driven investor. I try to time uh, the financial markets cycles uh, that are based on and related to the business cycle. And when I say the business cycle, it's primarily the uh, kitchen wave, which is an inventory cycle, and the Juglar cycle, which is a capital spending cycle, that is uh, about uh, seven to ten years and the Kitchen Wave is about three to five years. Three to five years is uh, usually what is important for the investor, Uh, not longer than that, but the two are somehow interrelated and that's why it's important. And I try to uh, uh, buy Uh, after the low, not at the low, after the low, and I try to sell uh, after or at the highs. I mean, that's what I try to do. And I'm trying to do that in uh, equities, in um, uh, fixed income markets, in in currency markets, and in commodity markets.
0: Excellent. So you've explained your investment philosophy. Uh, Give us an example of when you applied it in practice and it worked for you
1: uh my best my best calls and when it worked best were usually um, when I called tops and declines declining markets thereafter uh, one was in 1987 uh, what then was called the crash of 87 I was head of uh, UBS uh, uh, institutional portfolio management department in Zurich and uh, I saw that the market uh, was uh, ripe to correct. Um, the monetary tightening was going on, uh, interest rates were going up, valuation of the stocks were in uh, expensive territory at that time uh, compared to the previous history. Uh, we saw extreme optimistic sentiment and um, Uh, The uh, financial markets were at disequilibrium and I I expected a correction of uh, 25% or so uh, within a short period of time, uh, three months or so. And we sold all equities for the whole department before that.
0: Excellent. So that was an example of when it worked for you. Would you also give us an example when it did not work for you?
1: in 2004-05 I was too early in calling for a top of the market. Uh, I did not believe that the world economy would be as strong for that long uh, based on several factors I saw. I underestimated the power of rising housing prices in the U.S. and what it did in terms of borrowing uh, capacity for the U.S. households that stretched the whole cycle. Uh, so that was um, a situation where I was uh, too early.
0: Uh-huh. Interesting. So let's take your investment philosophy and apply it to some of the issues which we're facing today. So. Uh, Do you have any views on Euro, and could you also explain the underlying reasons behind those views?
1: The Euro is a uh, construction of one currency, one single currency, for different uh, countries. And those different countries have structurally very different economies. And if you put them under one currency, one interest rate, one monetary policy, Uh, there will be discrepancies over time and disequilibriums and imbalances that are showing up primarily uh, in the external accounts of those nations. Um, uh, As competitiveness, uh, productivity of those economies are different, those imbalances grow bigger and bigger, and some economies then can get over indebted, And that has to be rebalanced. Usually, when an economy is weakened by structural factors, they can devalue the currency, which is not possible today. Uh, So, the whole adjustment process has to go through the real economy. The real economy adjustment would suggest that, because productivity is about 30% difference between Greece and Germany, and Spain and Germany, would suggest that uh, wages, for instance, in uh, the weaker economies had to be cut by 30%, which is politically impossible. Or wages in Germany had to be raised by 30%, which is also impossible to do. And uh, therefore we do not have a solution to the problem. Uh, The only solution to the problem would be a fiscal union, and then you have transfer payments within that fiscal union where the more prosperous economies pay for the disadvantaged or the weaker economies that is a political question and uh, and a political decision and not an economic uh, uh, question uh, that will be very difficult to uh, accept by the uh, German taxpayers because they have to pay a big part of their benefits of the eurozone of being part of the eurozone uh, to other economies and uh, I do not believe that is politically feasible. The other way out would be if you had, or you have to accompany it, to really structurally weaken the euro, to make it a weak uh, currency like uh, the lira, the Italian lira or the Spanish peseta was before, and then they can compete internationally outside of the eurozone with others by having a weak currency. Those are the solutions and uh, the ECB right now is standing in that way because they are pursuing the policy uh, path of the former Bundesbank, uh, which I think philosophically in the long term is right. Uh, but eventually I think they will be they will be forced to uh, soften their stance.
0: I see so you do not see uh, the eurozone
1: surviving. Either it breaks up, or they have to make the adjustments, as I said, to create the fiscal union, and to make the euro structurally weak by a very structurally easy monetary policy, like the US has.
0: Uh, let's move on and take one more example of the application of your investment philosophy. Let's uh, take gold. What are your views and goal on gold, and how would you explain the underlying reasons behind your
1: views? You know, gold by itself has not the uh, uh, much functions in, a, in an economy, uh, but uh, gold has, in the long term, historically, over thousands of years, uh, been or had the role of a monetary asset. And uh, like a currency, you could store your savings in the form of gold. And gold has survived all currencies and many currencies have come and gone and gold has survived and therefore gold is a a great asset to uh, store your uh, savings. If the situation is such that as we are now, you have a fiat currency system. Since we went off the gold standard in 1978, many things have changed. Before, we had for almost 200 years a gold standard and we had no inflation. And uh, one dollar in 1790 was almost still one dollar in 1913 when the FED uh, was created. And uh, since the gold standard broke and the coverage of the dollar by the gold and all the other currencies uh, broke apart uh, in 1971, we have a dramatic rise of inflation. If you, sh- if you saw a picture of the Consumer Price Inflation Index, uh, it would have been flagged for 200 years and since 1971 going up in a parabolic fashion. And that is the debasement of our currencies and that is reflected in a rising price of gold. As I do believe that our credit system and our economic system is broke in the developed world, I see that the authorities try to rescue it by printing money and creating easy money, uh, negative real interest rates, and thereby debasing our currencies over time. And by doing that, you have a rise in the price of gold expressed in those currencies. Uh, When you uh, think about the chart of our main currencies, major currencies: speed, pound sterling, U.S. dollar, Swiss franc, euro, and what have you. Since 1971, we had one decline in the value of our currencies in the 1970s, and we had it because real interest rates were negative in that period. And uh, then we had a stable situation. We had currencies went up. Gold went down during the 80s and in the early 90s because we had high real interest rates. And high real interest rates strengthened the inherent value of currencies. Uh, on the Greenspan, we moved to negative real interest rates again. And Bernanke has now put in place a policy, and I think he follows it dogmatically, Of negative real interest rates for as far as I can see and this means that uh, uh, we have a structural bull market going on in gold expressed in the currencies where that is the case.
0: Thank you Mr. Zula for your time and thank you guys for watching. Copyright 2011 CFA Institute No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.